Hello and welcome to the Binary's first podcast series Cloud for Utility. The show will highlight ways in which utilities are navigating from the traditional operations to advanced techniques. I'm your host Nilesh and today we are going to discuss in detail about how water and wastewater service companies can adopt cloud-based platforms and offer our amazing listeners a special surprise at the end of this episode so make sure you listen all the way through for the details um our guest today on the show is uh, Lincoln Blevins he is a global energy water and sustainability executive at Bourbon Bank Water and Power he is a thought leader and a speaker with passion for writing Lincoln will share with us today his thoughts on the current transformation happening in the industry and how best water utilities can adopt it. So hello Lincoln and welcome to our show. Uh, good morning. Uh, I know it's evening here, but it's morning there, very early. Yeah. So uh, let me start you by asking uh, Lincoln, what are the key challenges water and wastewater services facing after COVID-19? Well, it's, uh, I think, you know, COVID-19 has made the, the utility business, in fact, all businesses, but uh, particularly the utility business, very challenging because we are not only running 24-7 operations, often uh, that require people to be in very close proximity to one another, but there are also essential services. So there's no way that we can stop doing what we're doing. Um, <clears throat> I think when, when you get closer to the customer end though, uh, especially with water, you know, we, we are lucky to have uh, a whole lot of smart meters, almost 100% smart meters on our water system, as well as our electric system. So that takes some people out of the equation, takes some contact out of the equation. But when we go to establish a new service or troubleshoot a problem or help a customer with, um, with being more efficient in their water use, we, we really have to think about that carefully. We have to think about that human contact. At the same time though, the water use in Burbank has really changed with COVID. Our customers, are prime, our big customers are uh, commercial customers like Warner Brothers and Disney, uh, big commercial customers. Their water use has gone down as their operations have, uh, have a whole lot of work from home. The studios, for example, aren't doing as much production as they were before. But we're also seeing a lot more use on the residential side because people are home all day. So we're seeing a lot of changes. And um, but overall, you know, COVID or even without COVID, we're seeing a lot more demand from our customers for things like leak detection services. Uh, people want to know how much water they're consuming and they want to be able to manage that. Mm-hmm. Um, and more and even more than that, they, they want to have more visibility, more transparency on our system, more clarity about where water is coming from and how we make choices around water supply relative to both sustainability and resilience. So it's a very, very dynamic time um, in the business. Yeah, and I I think that's the case uh, across uh, utility industries. The commercial industrial uh, production or the demand has gone down uh, while the domestic demand has been, you know, increasing. So everywhere 
people are seeing the similar uh, trends so uh, having said that uh, these covid uh, the new challenges covid has uh, given us so what do you think about cloud trends in water utilities and how important are they for the water and wastewater utilities uh, in general i i see i see the opportunities in the cloud um as absolutely huge i see efficiencies going up i see the ability to avoid capital expenditure expenditure avoid operating expenses um that's particularly important to us as a municipal utility as a city owned utility because we're not we don't have shareholders we're not looking to create a rate base that we then earn on we're essentially not for profit so what we spend from a capital perspective what we spend from an operating perspective goes straight to our ratepayers in the form of rates and they're of course very very sensitive to rate increases at the same time our wholesale water expenses are going up pretty dramatically year on year um and we have to buy all the water that we sell to our customers so mm-hmm. with that that sort of rate pressure on the water supply side anything we can do to minimize cost both capital and operating expense uh goes a long long way in keeping our total rate um rate pressure down so i see a tremendous amount of opportunity but at the same time water utilities are very very cautious about mm-hmm. innovation you know historically we have been in the business of providing obviously clean water uh with incredible reliability and as low rates as possible and that that creates a very very conservative mindset um especially because most people don't think about utilities until they turn off mm-hmm. uh they think about utilities until um something goes wrong so we're very very worried about the downside risk of things going wrong and right. we're very rarely rewarded on the upside for things going really really right you know there isn't much of a, a really really right you know in the water business So when I look at the cloud I see an opportunity to uh decrease capital expenditure on things like servers I see an opportunity to to decrease operating expense in terms of of operating the system and billing our customers and providing mm-hmm. services to our customers but um I also see an opportunity for in much more flexibility in that so many things are now driven by both the products and services we can provide to our customers but also looking at what we do through a fresh pair of eyes um you know looking at the data that we now have from our meters the data the data that we now have from the system managing that data but also a renewed emphasis on analysis mm-hmm. um utilities tend to be um very year by year enterprises. Uh we do the same thing this year that we did last year. Um mm-hmm. so the idea of really deeply analyzing our business really doesn't come into the picture very much. We see ourselves basically trying to do a little bit better than last year or do the same thing we did last year with slightly increased costs. Um I see an opportunity and this is electric and water and all sorts of utilities to look at analysis uh from a from a much more robust perspective and that means 
capturing all this data that we're now getting and managing it and really leveraging that data. And those things, that's that's a new approach for a lot of utilities, uh, certainly for bank water and power. Yeah, it, make, it makes a lot of sense. And uh, with the COVID uh, kind of situation when there is a remote operating demand, uh, you know, people want to work remotely. It's in that scenario, the cloud can provide a lot of flexibility to people to have the systems, you know, anywhere, anytime kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's I think that's another big part of it is that with people working from home, they're getting used to having the world trying to find my phone, having the world at their fingertips, you know, that literally having their their whole world in their iPhone and not only being able to find information, but being able to make decisions and uh, manage their lives through their phones. And I see cloud technology as a way to really supercharge um, the ability of a utility to be more like, to, to allow people to interact more like they do with their bank or like they do with a retailer. Um, we are, some utilities are very, very good at that, but most utilities are only kind of, uh, we're, we're, we're in the beginning of that process. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense, uh, LinkedIn. So, uh, so when uh, you know utilities do understand, you know the potential of cloud. What kind of risk, uh, you know, they foresee, or what kind of risk they are afraid of, you know, when they want to implement the cloud systems, uh, LinkedIn. Uh, that's a great question and a very it's a very large answer. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to break it into parts. Um, I, I see two primary risks from the utility mindset, the utility perspective. Um, one is reliability and the other one is security. Uh, when we think about reliability, again, you know, our business is a function of, of simply never stopping, of, 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 of providing electricity or providing water or what have you um, on an absolutely reliable basis. We're as close as we can humanly come to an absolutely reliable basis. So every aspect of that business, every link in the chain, so to speak, in the value chain has to be reliable because you're only as reliable as your weakest link. And so what that has fostered in the utility business is an intense desire for control, mm-hmm. an intense desire for control. Um, the idea of taking a critical link of that system, uh, such as information flow, and uh, decision-making tools and and outsourcing that, taking that out of the utility, out of a server that I can go and visit in a server room, you know, and and know that I have control over. That's a very, very difficult thing. And that's generations of mindset that want that control because they want to control that reliability. Now, the other part of it is security. And that ultimately that comes down to control too. Um, You look at the at the utility value chain. And it's no longer just a linear, non-digital relationship where we provide the water and we send the bill and somebody sends us a, a check back, right? It's now this, um, this multifaceted value chain, fully, almost fully digi- digital now. So you, you're looking at a situation where there are parts of that that we control. There are parts of that that we don't. And there are, mul- if, you, if I was a, 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 
looking to do damage. Mm-hmm. There are m- multiple avenues that uh, that I can get into that system, many of which are no longer under my control. And I, I think back, and this is a little bit morbid, so I apologize, but um, I think back to the 9-11, the September 11th hijackings, mm-hmm. um, which to me were, I mean, were terrible. I was in New York at the time. I have family who were down there, but the, the hijackers didn't get on at the big airports. They got on at the little airports. They got into the system where the system was, was small and vulnerable. And I think of a smart meter at somebody's house. I think of a smaller utility, for example, that may not have the the intellectual horsepower or the money to really truly safeguard things from a cybersecurity standpoint. And then once you're in the system, um, you're in the system. I mean, obviously there are firewalls and security, but um, I, I worry a lot, and this is a very typical utility mindset, I worry a lot that by increasing the points um, of entry and increasing the number of of companies and people that 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 are participate in that system, that we are putting ourselves potentially in a situation where um, where the water could get shut off. Mm. Um, and maybe and it, it doesn't it doesn't take much to shut down a city or it doesn't take much to shut down a company. Um, you know, if the, when the water stops, pretty much everything else stops too. So I worry about that. I know there's a lot of technology and there are a lot of very, very smart people who uh, worry about that every day. But at the same time, I, I know that there are a lot of very smart people who, who want to invade that security. And um, so I worry, and I think as a, the utilities in general worry, that um, that cybersecurity is going to become more and more challenging um, simply because of the digitization of the system and the number of points of entry and the lack of control over a lot of those points of entry. Um, on the other hand, as I as I described, the the, the benefits are so big mm-hmm. that we've got we've got to figure that out. We've got to figure that out in a way that produces, we'll never take all the risk out of the system, but we have to reduce it to an acceptable level of risk and a, and a risk that we can hedge. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's incredibly exciting. If, if, you know, there was a movie in the US, gosh, 50 years ago and called The Graduate. And the, the young college graduate is asking an older person, you know, what should I do for a living? And the older person in the 1960s says, plastics, you know, plastics, that's the wave of the future. Get into plastics. Um, If I were having that conversation today, I would say cybersecurity because just the whole world, the internet of things, everything will be defined. Everything will have an underlying layer of cybersecurity. And, um, you know, again, it's, it's a huge challenge, but one that we have to figure out and I'm confident that we will figure it out, but boy, it's it's a it's a it's a uh, it's a large large challenge. So, considering you know this opportunity and the key risk, uh, Lincoln, uh, what do you suggest? Like, if you, we have to make a suggestion to small and mid-sized water wastewater service companies in terms of moving cloud, 
so what will be your suggestion and why you know what kind of why they should you know adopt the cloud uh, going forward i i think i think there's a first first of all you from a a business perspective i think your fundamental posture has to be leaning forward into the cloud um i see that the 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 opportunities for cost savings the opportunities for providing services to your customer providing efficiencies in in your supply chain are just too great to ignore so you can't ignore it you have to lean into it but you have to lean into it with a very very sober understanding of what you're capable of doing and what you're not capable of doing i think this is an area that the bigger utilities they're going to find by and large their own people and build their own systems but when you look at everything being part of the internet of things and literally every aspect of the utility being cloud based or cloud adjacent to one mm-hmm. extent or another i think it's very very important that utilities lean in i'm going to mix my metaphors lean in but with their eyes very much wide open mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. understand that um this is incredibly complicated and it's incredibly fast moving it's incredibly dynamic so um this is an area where a very very careful outsourcing is incredibly important that said i think there's another layer there too because this is so mission critical but also has such challenges from say a cybersecurity perspective i i wonder whether and this goes for both electricity and water mm-hmm. whether there is a a place for some sort of government oversight body i'm thinking of nerc uh the national electric reliability uh uh corporation in the us mm-hmm. some sort of some sort of government body that's not going to mandate what you do but they're going to mandate a level and 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 test a level of cybersecurity and a level of reliability for these systems so that especially for the smaller utilities they can have standards to meet and they can have a an oversight not a not a mandating regular regulator but an oversight regulator that will provide a regulate a, a reliability and a cybersecurity oversight to the entire system Mm-hmm. Uh, much like we have in electricity right now with NERC. So I think I think those are ways that we can try to get as close as possible to perfect in other words an acceptable level of risk while still gra- grabbing all the opportunities that come along with this. Um it's never going to be perfect because we're human beings, but uh we can get I think we can get very very close to perfect with this. Yeah. and uh, with the moving to cloud uh, linkan do you see uh, the opportunities for a different kind of cl- collaboration for example uh, look at the way people have adopted zoom right in the video context the conference context the entire game has been changed uh, look at the uber kind of model which is a cloud based model again the entire collaboration has gone to a completely different level 
the slack another example where you know at the enterprise the communication has gone completely to a different level so if if utilities you know decide to adopt the clouds do you see on the collaboration front there are the opportunities for them i do i think it it all comes down to disaggregation or disintermediation of the industry and i think that with the information flows not just the the instrumentation and control at so many different points in the process but then the ability to move that information to different parties especially for smaller utilities i see tremendous opportunities to aggregate say customer service um i'm not sure why especially smaller utilities are more efficient with their own customer service uh you see this with it, it there's a, there's an analogy to call centers here obviously their own customer service as opposed to farming that out subcontracting that out to another party but i i see that and we're only i'm i you know we can we can barely see over the horizon here you know mm-hmm. in 10 years we'll have great answers to these questions that that we haven't thought of yet you know but i see tremendous opportunities to to basically reshuffle the industry who's providing what um and who's controlling what um i think the the larger utilities will for the time being continue to have vertically integrated businesses full service businesses mm-hmm. but um i think more and more parts of the business um some that we see as is absolutely fundamental to the business even will be uh will be outsourced based on this incredible access to and 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 uh manage the ability to manage all this data coming from all these points in the system so i actually look at the utility business whether it's electric or water or telecom or what have you 10 years from now and i'm i really don't know what that's going to look like you know i i think about there's a there's a famous picture of steve jobs and steve wozniak back in the late 1970s you know they got these fantastic haircuts you know from the late 70s and they're they're sitting with one of the early prototypes of of the macintosh or the macintosh computer and you know two of the smartest guys who've ever lived but they're staring they're looking at this machine that they just they've just developed are they thinking about cloud computing are they thinking about you know computer aided design and manufacture are they thinking about the iphone probably not but they see this machine and i'm guessing they know it's got immense potential but i bet they also realized at the time that they had no idea what that potential was so what's so exciting to me is that with the cloud and the utility business model models plural and the intersection of the cloud and the utility business models were like those two guys we know the future is going to be incredibly dynamic and we know that there are going to be things that are in so cool that we at that at this moment in time can't think of so that to me is why it's so exciting to be in this business because 
the, the we're just at the beginning of innovation. We're just barely at the beginning of innovation. And, you know, the world in 10 years is going to look, I think, just fundamentally different and fundamentally, and, and the process of getting there is just going to be incredibly exciting. So, um, yeah, I, I wish I had great answers, but I, I can see that process happening. I can see that laid out before us. Yep, yep. And I, I, and thank you very much for, uh, you know, these views, Lincoln. It's uh, really insightful uh, uh, and uh, absolutely, uh, we appreciate your views. Thank you. Well, I, I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about it. It's, it's great stuff. So, uh, uh, you know, these were the uh, four questions we wanted to, you know, uh, take your views on. So uh, thank you very much for your time, Lincoln. It was great having you on our show. And thank you to our listeners. I hope uh, you learned some interesting facts about water and the wastewater service companies and the shift it's underway. So thank you, Lincoln. Excellent. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Cloud for Utility podcast. We really enjoyed talking to Lincoln about what it takes for water and wastewater service companies to become technologically advanced powerhouses. We especially like what Lincoln spoke about risk perceived by utilities and how utilities would like to mitigate them. Want to learn more about what we talked about today? Subscribe our channel and we look forward to your thoughts in our comment section. Catch you next week on next episode. Our podcast will be live on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts as well as on Binary's LinkedIn page. Thank you.